Welcome back, everybody, to another Break the Cycle with DSD live stream, live show in the morning. Hope you're having an outstanding day on this Tuesday, getting everything ready to start here in a little bit. Got my uh, secondary angle going. Hopefully, you are doing good. The live phone number will be open today. Uh, let me see if I can add that onto the screen. So it's uh, 1-424-373-5483 or 1-424-DSD-LIVE. For our folks who are watching and listening outside of the United States, you can connect into the call-in show by going to www.callinstudio.com slash show slash DSD live. So second day in second day, getting up early. Hopefully, uh, let's see, what do we make sure if everyone can hear and see me, please uh, give me a little thumbs up or a comment. Uh, it's going through, uh, just, just so you know, uh, I did post the, uh, the audio into the Break the Cycle with DSD podcast. So that is available there too. I saw a few people saw that. Uh, I, oh, I see. I have somebody. Narc Free Society is in the UK. Well, Narc Free Society, if you would like to call in and don't want to do international calling, you can do that. There's a If you're watching the video right now, scrolling underneath, let me see if I can do it right, with my finger, just travel over to www.callinstudio.com slash show slash DSD live. And there is a link in the description of the video to get there. So for all the outside of the U S and the different parts of the country, I had somebody from Germany want to call in the other day. Uh, somebody who are some folks who are in Australia. So hopefully we can get some more people going on. Uh, let's see. We have a few people with us already. We got D, uh, Divorce Papa, Narc Free Society, as I mentioned, GA. Uh, uh, John is in, says, I'm good. Awesome. And uh, hey, Caleb is even on. It says, I smell a new full-time career. That would be nice, Caleb. I hope so one of these days. That would be pretty cool. And Jack from Australia. Awesome. So, that I hopefully if you caught the part with the link, uh, if you're looking for the links to be able to participate in the show, you can do that from uh, just scroll down into the description of the video. The links are there, and the numbers and the link or the web address is scrolling across the screen. Starting out with my first morning cup of coffee, need to get everything moving and and going. I probably need to get up earlier so I can be into my second or third cup of coffee by the time we start this. Uh, let's see. Oh, John is on. So good morning, John. Uh, Marcus says, uh, good morning, all driving to work. So we'll be listening from, uh, Calgary, Alberta. <clears throat> Excuse me. Ah, now I got to get everything just, just dialed in. All right. So, uh, you know, I, I had, a, I was having a, I had a coaching call yesterday I had a couple of coaching calls yesterday and one of the things I wanted to start today off with is talking about the annoying trait that we have a tendency to beat ourselves up on our situation and the progress or the lack of progress that we feel we're making and it's a uh, 
a really tough spot to be in because, I mean, these situations are really complicated. They're very difficult. They're complicated by a toxic ex who's just making everything uh, more, you know, just crazy than it needs to be. But the reality is this was with somebody who had an older, older child, you know, late teens. And you got to remember that, that those are tough ages for kids anyways. And they are going to be trying to figure out who they are. They're going to be pushing boundaries. They're going to be basically trying to figure out who they, you know, trying to come into their own adulthood to be a new, you know, the, the, the person that they are trying to be. The problem is, is whenever you have a toxic narcissistic ex uh, who has engaged in parental alienation, you feel like all of that is because of them. The reality is, even if the relationship was perfect, if you were never divorced, those things can happen anyways. Or if you are divorced and you happen to be one of the few people that uh, have a, a good co-parenting relationship and are able to to work with your ex and, and really put the best interests of your child ahead of everything else, there's still a strong possibility that you can have problems with your kid when they get older. It's important to remember that because it's so easy, to, and I fell into this, it's so easy to fall into the trap where you think, you think that what if it was not for the ex, that everything would be okay. Everything would be better. Now, are they complicating it? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's adding a wrinkle into it, but it isn't the, the sole thing. And one of the things that, uh, the, the, one of the ways that I was able to figure that one out was because I was in therapy at the time. The kids were in therapy at the time. I had the opportunity to discuss things with, uh, with the kids therapist. Actually, I would, well, I don't even go there. Uh, and was able to glean some of that. You know, I mean, that's why a lot of times I, I say, you know, one of the main questions I will ask is how is your relationship with your kid when they're with you? Not when they're with the other parent, not right after the drop-off, you know, whenever it's just the two of you, how is it? Most of the time, there's information, there's, the answer comes back that, well, there's, there's you know, yeah, we can talk and we can do things and, and you know, it's okay. But, you know, but then it's always the but. But when they're with, their, with the other parent, they never text, they don't write, uh, they share everything with the other parent. Um, they won't tell me anything that's going on over there. And it, 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 it skews what's really going on. The other thing to remember is when, somebody, when you're in that toxic environment or when a child is in a toxic environment, they typically will placate the other parent. And the reason is, is because They've been trained and conditioned from an early age that love is conditional, that if you don't toe the party line, whatever that may be, that there's going to be consequences for it. And they learn it early on. And very often on the flip side of it with the parent, it's not toxic. Well, we all have some, a little bit of toxicity, right? But they feel safer with you. So they're less, less concerned about 
hurting your feelings because they also have a pattern of history with you where they know that, you know, dad or mom is always going to be there that, uh, uh, they, they don't worry about it. That's the reason why they're not trying to text you because you're not punishing them for it whenever, and I'm not saying go punish them. I'm just saying that's kind of what, uh, what happens with that. It makes it really hard to see the progress you've made, the progress that you are making. And I think, you know, that's one of those things where you, you have to slow yourself down when you're going through all of this to make sure that you, you take a moment to see the progress that you have made. You know, it's really kind of odd whenever you're comparing your situation to other people. And the, one of the things on that is most of the time, not always, but most of the time you'll find somebody who has, has it worse. Right, somebody who hasn't seen their kids in years, uh, and it's it's a varying time. Right, you'll have somebody like him, you know, you'll have somebody who has uh, a decent divorce, go uh, co-parents, you know, and everything's basically going well. Then you have the people who have a, a toxic divorce, but they were able to eke out fifty-fifty, and it's a pain, but at least they get to see their kids all the time. Right, and that and and it's like every one of these scenarios. <laughs> Is complicated because I kind of fall into that one, not initially, but whenever it finally happened. And you still don't feel good about it because you feel like you're being undermined every moment, and you effectively are. And then you have the people who have been denied access to their kids for a shorter period of time. And I mean, and that's devastating. And then you have people who are a year, you know, a year or so that they haven't been able to, to see their kids. And it just kind of gets progressively worse. Now, Along those ways, it doesn't negate the pain and uh, the agony that you're feeling going through it. It's all, those are all real valid emotions and, you know, you you have every right to feel those. It's tough though, because sometimes you can look at it and go, well, you know, I should be grateful for, you know, my, my situation in, in, in perspective isn't as bad as Billy's, but you know, they're all very difficult. You know, I mean, I now, I mean, being nine plus years into this, I can look back and see, wow, you know, my situation was bad, but it wasn't, you know, it could have been a lot worse. But that doesn't take away how dark I was feeling in in the early part of this and how bad it was and how stressful it was with the kids and how the relationship was being undermined and damaged, and I had to work really hard to repair it. And I, and I know that had I made other decisions early on, that I potentially couldn't have no relationship with any of my kids. I could have uh, made some colossal mistakes that just torpedoed everything. Let me pull this up. John says, my kids have lived in, in that way and not told me things. I called it living in I don't tell daddy world. I have a video of my kids crying telling me they, want, uh, they can't tell me things or mommy will get mad. See, and this is the type of thing that happens. And, and this, this brings up another really good point. Let me see if I can figure out how to undo this. Okay. That... When we get validation of what's going on, sometimes we think, well, let me back up. I know for for me, whenever I was looking at that, 
I was like, you know, whenever the, when, when, when the kids get it, I'll, I mean, it'll be like such vindication. And then when the kids got it, it, it hurt, right? And I'm sure, John, whenever your kids said that to you, it, it, you, know, you, you probably felt a little bit like, yeah, you know, the kids see what's going on and, and they're being, you know, not torn apart from it, but they are. But, but more of, you know, yeah, they see it, they'll see it now. But then it, it freaking hurts because you're like, man, why is this even happening? Why are the kids having to go through this? This is so stupid. And and I and honestly, John, I mean, I remember times, you know, I'd have the the kids in the back of the car in the back of the truck, and uh, driving someplace. And my typically my youngest, who couldn't didn't really understand the dynamics that was going on, would say something, and the other two, the older two, would uh, like slap her and say, you know, no, don't say that, you know, don't talk about that. And I'm just like, are you kidding me? Seriously? And it's just, it's, it's a really messed up situation. Let's see, John, uh, John Bellinger says, uh, mine asked to call my narc, says no. Hmm, not really sure what you mean by that. Um, oh, I just read that. Sorry. Yours asked to call you, comma, but the mom or the other person says no. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And it'll either be, it'll be, and see, and the problem with that is with the, you know, in a toxic environment, a lot of times, even covertly, what'll happen is, is then the kids will be punished for even doing that. You know, I mean, are, are it punished or, or, rewarded in a way or somehow basically shown that you know hey showing attention to the other parent is bad if you don't do that look i give you extra attention i i i you know do stuff like that let's see debbie says uh that type of manipulation is so frustrating john uh, boston says this was happening before our divorce and while she was planning it Oh, they will absolutely work to set up a uh, a narrative as things are going on. See, that's part of the problem with uh, with really toxic people and, and and toxic divorces is that we're still trying to fight for the relationship, and they're fighting. They're planning their exit strategy. So while you're still trying to compromise and you know, how do we work this out? How do we make this work? They've already decided it's over. They're already pre-planning. They're already, you know, you know, working on the smear campaign, working on the parental alienation. And, uh, by the time that you realize that you're in that fight, you've already, you know, your, your days, if not weeks, if not months behind the power curve and not even realizing what's going on. So they're playing this long game that, you know they already got their pieces on the on the on the board, so to speak, and you don't even know you're you're playing the game. You're still playing the game to try to save the relationship, and you know not even thinking about the fact that it's gone to you know completely over the edge. Let's see. Remember the lines are open one four two four three seven three five four eight three or one four two four DSD live. If you are outside of the uh, United States and don't want to do an international call, you can do that through the callinstudio.com slash show slash DSD live. Uh, the descriptions and numbers are in the description on the video. 
Good morning, Double uh, X says, good morning, DST and everyone. Uh, All's well says, uh, talking about narratives set up by narcissists, y'all check out the Johnny Depp versus the Sun case. Amber Heard is a classic textbook narcissist. And yeah, that's it, it, it's that's a really, I got to be careful because YouTube for some reason doesn't want people talking about that story. But our friend over at Spiritually Empowered Coaching, Leslie, has been making uh, videos about that, kind of a summary of what's been going on during the court case. And I, I think the one nice thing about this is it's really bringing light to false allegations uh, and how people can lie and manipulate for their own uh, personal gain. Um, you know, I mean, shoot, that's not even, kids weren't even involved in that, and she's tried to destroy him. Uh and complete talk about projection and turning everything around and and you know just doing everything to destroy Johnny Depp. See the thing on that is it, it, it's it's textbook because when a toxic person this is how why the alienation and the smear campaign generally starts is because you are the, the relationship falls apart they realize that this other person Johnny Depp in this case or us in in our case. It's like, oh my God, this person knows me. They've seen the mask drop. If I don't destroy their reputation, they're going to expose me and I have to preemptively act to destroy them so that no one will believe them. You turn the kids against them. You turn family members against them. Well, obviously, they're the bad person because the kids don't ever want to see the other parent. So that means the other parent's bad, right? People don't look at it in that, in, in the regards to most of our situations, most people don't look at it and say, "Wait a minute, where does a where does a kid hate their other parent? When does that really happen?" Right? I mean, it can, right? I mean, but if you look at it in total, even if a parent is really bad, you know, maybe they've done something horrible, you know, maybe they're in jail. Most of the times, the kids still want to send a note to the other parent, go visit them, that type of thing. But then you take our situation, and because of some trumped-up narrative, now the kid doesn't want to talk to the other parent, or now they, they pick sides. See, society needs to look at that and really, really look at that and see it, you know, and question it and say, that's not normal. The problem is, is that people are kind of predisposed to believe what they're, you know, just the initial view of what they're seeing. And they, and they look at it and they go, oh, well, if that's happening, then it, it must be catastrophic. It must be really bad. You know, you don't know what happens uh, behind closed doors, which is true. But the questions need to be different. And... It's weird. I was talking to another person just yesterday. Uh, their situation was pretty catastrophic. The ex was put up some charges of uh, of, abu of serious abuse and uh, was using that as leverage in the divorce and um, you know hold, withholding custody and everything. Ultimately, after two different uh, uh, CPS our child protective services type agency investigation plus law enforcement investigation. It finally came back. There's no, 
this is done, you know, resume custody. And it, and, and the crazy part is, is somebody who, who engages in that will look around and go, well, I was just trying to protect my child. I wasn't sure, you know, I just had to, I just had to, 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 to be safe. You know, I mean, they can rationalize whatever the hell it is they want to do. I, I have to say that this one person I've been working with, phenomenal job of keeping themselves together and in such an incredibly stressful time to be able to, to maintain their sanity, not make mistakes or make very minimal mistakes was, uh, was very, uh, uh, impressive. Let me check some more of the comments. John says, looking at it now, the covert behavior was seen a long time ago, and now I see it so clearly. And that's typically what will happen. Let's see, John says, or not John, uh, Divorce Papa says, X, according to my eight-year-old, is always calling me names. She feels the need to tell me this when we are together, but she also says I never call mom names. I hate she has to be taught this, or caught in this. And, I mean, hold on, let me shrink this down a little bit. Oops, wrong one. It's it's. I mean, that's a that's a prime example of um, what I was just, you know, just mentioning. I mean, it, it's and it's so confusing for the kids because they don't understand. They don't understand. I mean, the kids fundamentally want to love both parents. You know, I mean, I think that's what gets us all into some trouble at some point. Is that you you have this this uh, view of your parental figures where you just don't want to uh to see the reality of of who they are, what's going on. And uh it's you know, I mean it kind of if you don't have like in divorce papa situation and in all of our situations, if we can demonstrate the right way to do things, then the kids have a chance, right? I mean if both parents are playing those games and they're seeing okay, mom and dad both do this, so this is normal. That's, uh, you know, that's really bad. You know, if you have one person who can demonstrate or pattern appropriate, appropriate adulting behavior, then you have a lot, uh, uh, they have a chance at least. Let me scroll around here for a second. Remember, the, uh, we, we got, what, three calls yesterday. Now, remember, I only do this until seven, so we only have, we only have a little, uh, a little less than an hour. Let me scroll back down here. Monica says she has many borderline traits. I actually am not sure what you were saying that to. A lone uh, parent. Let me see if I can adjust this to where it. See, I'm having all kind. Of, I'm trying to. Oh man, I'm trying to readjust this, but it will not let me. There we go. Trying to get that a little bit better. Sorry about that. Lone parents, let me do that again so we can see it. Lone parent says, what do you, what to do when you want to give your child a simple present? However, your hands are tied up by the other half. Okay. That depends. Let me, let me say this. If you have a restraining order that says you have, you know, you cannot have contact, don't save the presence for later and do not violate that because 
it will just give you, it will add extra problems into your situation and not help you out. Uh, if honestly, if, if, uh, if you know if you send it over and you can send it over because you don't have that other problem, but you know that the other person will will intercept it and not uh, allow it, again, hold it. I mean, so even if it's like an, a special event on the first of the month and you're not going to get to see the kids until the end of the month, wait until you have them and you can say, here's the present. You know, I mean... It, it's so easy to get caught up in this and to get irritated about the timing of things. We just have to learn to, to readjust on it and make sure that, uh, you know, I mean, it, let me back up. Our situations are full of double binds. This, what, what, uh, what a lone parent IR was talking about is exactly a perfect example of that, that, you, you know, the solutions are bad no matter what you, 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 Provide the present, potentially you're violating a court order. You provide the present and you know that it's going to be like, oh, your dad bought you, or you know, whoever, you know, oh, your other parent bought you that, you know, or hold on to it, find out what it is, buy the same thing, and then, uh, uh, you know, give them theirs first and then yours. And then it's like, oh, oh, wow, you know, oh, well, at least you have two, you know, just really try to undermine it. And, or you do like I was just talking about, you wait. And you don't get to do it the other time, and but you you do it at a different time, and it's it, it, again the, our situations are full of double binds of trying to to make the best of a really bad situation and minimize you know make the the best worst decision that we possibly can, and to not get angry about it because it's very frustrating when you're in that situation and you're put in that situation to where you have to make these compromises that you absolutely shouldn't have to make. And then you're looking at it and you're thinking, well, the other person gets, you know, gets to do everything on their time and, and there's no, you know, no consequences for them, which is, that is true, but you'll just drive yourself crazy. All right, let me scroll down a little bit. Oh, this is a good example too. John says, uh, when a case is filed in court, by the narc, the person being sued is the one being blamed. Um, yet all the things the narc is doing are kept under the rug. Yeah, and that's it's a, that is one of those things that also drives you crazy because you're like, what the hell? How can they not see this? You know, how can they not question this? You know, I'm he, I'm over here jumping through flaming hoops, and the other person's getting away from way with everything. And and see, all of this is kind of designed to make you make mistakes. So that the other person can say, see, see, and no one, I mean, it's, it's the classic example of somebody poking on someone's chest, you know, boop, 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 boop. And then you finally, you know, slap their hand away and everyone's like, oh my God, you know, I can't believe you did that. And it's like, wait a minute, didn't you see what was happening for the last 15 minutes? No, I saw you do, you know, I saw you, you know, push them away. How dare you do that? You know, I mean, it's just, it's really crazy. It's like, you have to be so aware of what's going on and be able to say in that scenario, why are you poking me in the chest? You know, and they're still going, doot, doot, doot. And then you're like, you're doing it right now. And they'll be like, no, I'm not, you know. And then it's almost like you have to go, you know, you lean back and say, you know, you know, hands in your pockets or hands down, non-threatening and say, you know, do you guys see this? This is happening right now, right? 
That's about the only way you could do it. Because if you respond in, in the normal way a person, a normal way a human would respond, they're the ones who then do that, right? They're poking. You respond, and then they step back and go, oh, my God, how, I can't believe you did that. You touched me. You pushed me. You know? It's a classic double bind. Uh, Jack says, my son hasn't spoken to me in a year now after raising him on my own for five years before he went to live with his father. His father took his opportunity to manipulate him while I was on vacation. And that is so, and I know, you know, Jack's been a long time uh, member of this community and on the Discord as well. And it's just, it's a uh, unfortunate, see, it, the thing is, is that, you, you know, it's like, how do you live your life, Right. You know, I mean, we, you can't live your life in paranoia that this situation is going to happen because you still have to do things. I mean, the, the only way around it really, again, double bind is to try to work in a situation or try to keep the relationship with your, your kid as solid as possible. Keep the lines of communication open. And, and the way that that, the only way, in my opinion, that you can do that is you you have to be aware of what the person's doing and and try to counter it counter it at every step of the way. And what that means is is whenever your buttons are being pushed, it's really critical on how you respond. This was another topic that came up in a recent coaching call where you have to understand the narrative that's being said about you. You know, whatever that is, you know, oh, your mom, you know, doesn't care about you or, or, you know, you, you know, your, your dad is always, uh, uh, angry and keep an eye on that and know that whenever you're interacting with your kid, you have to be very careful that you don't do anything to reinforce that. So it, it, it oftentimes severely affects how you're going to parent. Because, you know, I mean, if, if the other person knows that you're a very strict, you know, by the books person, they will absolutely use that against you. It's so sad that your dad, you know, doesn't give you any room to be yourself, you know, or your mom, you know, is always, always checking up on you. It's really tough. I mean, I had that. I mean, and then they'll play games with other, with uh, different things, you know. For instance, when my, my son was younger, uh, when he started high school, you know, mom wasn't really pushing, uh, and the, the custody was different. It was, um, you know, 80, 20 basically, or 70, 30, you know, mom was not pushing showers and stuff. So he was going to school with greasy hair and it was really long. And I'm like, dude, you need to get your hair cut. And the thing that came back, why can't you let him express himself? The one thing that he, he has control over is his hair and you won't even let him do it. And I'm thinking you, he looks like a vagrant, you know, I mean, you're drawing negative attention to him, you know, where other people potentially could look at him and think something's wrong with him. And then it drove a wedge with my son because she fell or not. She, he fell into that narrative. You know, why can't you just let me, you know, other people do this. Why are, you know, why is it a big deal? And it's like, Oh my God. And they know, I mean, your ex knows you, your ex knows what your, your, uh, well, let's see what's the word I'm looking for. They they know they they know your buttons. They know what's important to you. 
They know what to target to get the response to help you help them undermine your relationship with your kids. Uh, Carrie Turner says, my mother talked bad about my father constantly since I was young. My father didn't say anything about it, about her until I was 30, and it was nothing like she said about him. See, and, and that's part of the... Uh, well, let me ask you this. Carrie, let me ask you, ask you this, because I, I know in my situation, because that's kind of what happened in my situation with my dad. He, he did a pretty good job not uh, until later. <laughs> until later, the anger and the bitterness really came through with some colorful language. Uh, he uh, initially didn't say anything. You know, he didn't say anything bad about, about my mom. So I think and it's really tough because, you know, you get this narrative. A kid gets a narrative of one parent undermining the other. Like in my situation, or even in your situation, Carrie, I mean, you, you got your mom basically saying, you know, your, your dad's this, that, and the other, you know, bad thing, bad thing, bad thing, bad thing. Then you go over and you see dad and you're like, well, okay, it's kind of like subliminally being stuck in your head that he's bad, but you're not really seeing it potentially, hopefully. So it's confusing. Or worst case, those little comments, those little put downs have, uh, you know, you're hyper focused to, to, to look for those type of behaviors. I do have a caller. I'm going to grab that in a second. And uh, uh, it just, it messes with your head. And then later, whenever they say, you know, oh my God, this happened. And you're like, oh, you know, now you're 30. And it's, you know, it's in, it'd be interesting to know how in your in initial part of that, Carrie, how you felt about that. So I'm going to go to Area Code 760. Uh, it says, update on coronavirus and visitation. Hello, you are on the air. Hey, Blaine. Oh, hey, you are there. I'm thinking maybe I hit the wrong button. How are you yeah. doing today? No, yeah, I'm doing great. It's all well. Um, I wasn't able to hear the, the show while I was waiting on the line. So, um, Really? Oh, I guess I need to fix that. Yeah last, yeah, last time I called, it was like I could hear you while I was waiting. So that was kind of cool. But it sounds like the delay in in conversation is like it's not there. So it's kind of it's actually a little bit better. <laughs> nice. That's a ho- hold on. Uh, just for everyone to look. Uh, let me see if I can hit the right button. That's because of this. If you guys can see on the on the video, this this box that was way too expensive interfaces with everything and creates a lot of or takes away a lot of the problems. So. <laughs> Okay, I'm done with the tech talk. Oh, right on. So, how are things going? Um, did you <laughs> right get on. Did you get your son back? Um, you know what? I'm gonna get him tomorrow, and you know, so much has happened since the last time we talked, and yeah. I've just been building evidence basically because that's the only thing I could do. Right. I feel like I'll just go crazy thinking about stuff. Um. So, just like uh, I'm waiting to talk to my attorney. Uh, to see if like you know what stuff we can do to make us solve some of the problems that are going on right um but but yeah i just uh i'm excited to have my son back oh i bet i Um, mean after all the stuff you've been through um i mean so i i mean i guess to quickly summarize uh the caller is in canada her ex is in the united states on the west coast uh, during coronavirus, made a big issue about, you know, you're holding uh, my son from me. 
ultimately she flew the flew their son out to California in the midst of coronavirus. Seriously, that still just blows my mind. And then proceeded to do what they normally do, which is not allow the kids to the, the child to talk and and uh, communicate and just playing all kinds of games. Would that be a quick summary of what what you've been dealing with? Absolutely, one hundred percent. And uh, you know, some of the tactics he used is like, wow, it's amazing. You know, um, it's really sick how they use the kids just to torture you. Oh yeah. Um, like. Before sending my kid over, we had made an agreement that they were going to shelter in place at his house and they weren't going to have visitors over if they go anywhere because they absolutely have to, they're going to wear masks, and that he was going to let me talk to them every day. And then, you know, my kid gets there and he doesn't do any of that. He does the complete opposite. Yeah. He takes my kid to public swimming pools, to people's houses. Uh, no mask whatsoever. He doesn't let me talk to him. Um, and it's just ridiculous. And then I, he let me talk to my kid a couple of times. And the times that I talked to him, my kid was telling me like, oh, my dad left me at so-and-so's house uh, because he has to go to work. And I'm like, what? You know, And because <laughs> I had no idea. Wow. And uh so apparently he had been leaving my kid with these different people without telling me. And, you know, he doesn't have custody. So why is he doing that? You know, it's supposed to, supposedly for him to spend time with the kid. Yeah. Um, not for and, him to dump them off with people. Well, and, and the sad part is, is, I mean, legally, it's like if it's their time, I mean, unless it's specifically written in a court order saying they can't do that, even if it is, they'll probably do it to make you try to fight it. Uh, they're not, you know, I mean, effectively, if, if, uh, somebody gets their kids and they hand them off to the grandparents and only see them 20 minutes a day, according to the law, that's like, okay, well, that's their time. They get to do whatever they want with, with the kid. If that's what they choose to do, then that's fine. And it's just, it's just drives you crazy. And, and, and again, that's, but that's by design, right? I mean, that's all of that behavior. Like I was just talking about earlier, right? He knows what's important. He knows um, you, you already made, you know, all the coronavirus precautions, uh, that, you know, okay, you know, you need to do all this. Oh, sure. And it's like, knows that if he doesn't do it, it's just going to be like a dagger in your heart and then not let you talk. I mean, it's all done for that. And, and the really sad part is they can't think about what, how this affects anybody else. You know, they don't, I mean, especially you, but I, what I mean is, is that they don't even think about how it affects their kid. You know, I mean, it's just, it's, it's, yeah. it's sick, but I am really glad to hear that, uh, you're getting him back. You said tomorrow, right? Yeah, I'm getting him back tomorrow. Um, our child custody court order is pretty detailed. Like he's not supposed to leave the kid with anybody. Um, okay. it specifically states that he's supposed to inform me beforehand and that he pretty much needs my permission <laughs> before doing that. Um, because it, it's been a problem with him where he would pick our kid up and dump him off with, you know, grandma or somebody else. And, you know, and yeah. it's just, it's stupid because it's like, dude, you could just leave the kid with me, you know, like you're not even spending time with him. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, I'm getting him tomorrow. We're going to take him to get COVID tested just to be safe because his dad has really paraded him around. And, yeah. you know, he wasn't making him wear a mask. 
but like just the other day like he he messaged me telling me like oh just to let you know we're in arizona and we're going to be here for a couple of days waiting for our flight to go to new york and i'm like what like he lives in california why is he in arizona like he yeah. didn't tell me that he was taking the kid anywhere <laughs> so it was like god well it, and, the, it, and the stupid thing is yeah no, I was going to say that the, the thing is, I mean, the, the fact that you have a, a court order that, that has is detailed, the one, I mean, you can expect a narcissistic, toxic person to push the boundaries on that as, as much as they possibly can. The only good, and, the, and they force you to take them back to court. The only good thing is if it's specifically written in there, then you can say, you know, you can decide if you want to, to spend the money to go back to court and say, look, this is a scenario. This is what was written this didn't happen. This is a problem. But they force you to go through those freaking hoops and spend all that money to try to make that happen. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, I didn't mean yeah, to interrupt you. I just like, wanted to throw that out there because I think it's imp- the, the point is it's really important to have it as detailed as possible because if you're dealing with someone like this, you need, if you don't have it in there, there's nothing for you to go on. If it's vague, there's not like, like I was talking about initially – most of them don't have that, and you would have nothing to to stand on to say, look, specifically it's written that you can't do that. You agreed to that, and you violated it. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm really interested to speak to my attorney. I'm actually waiting till after I get my son's COVID results to yeah. talk to him. Because if my son tests positive, that's just another thing. Oh, yeah, absolutely. To, yeah. But, I mean, you know, one of the stupid things, like, I don't have social media, right? Um, mm-hmm. For many reasons, like, I don't want him stalking me. Right. Um, but uh, I, one of my friends hit me up yesterday, and he was like, dude, did you know he got a new job? And I was like, what? He was like, oh, yeah, apparently he got a new job working at so-and-so. And I had no idea. And he never told me. <laughs> and it's, apparently he has a higher income now, and... Uh, he's just gonna totally evade child support like he usually does. It's like, oh man, there's so many problems, and that's the thing with these narcissists. It's like a roller coaster of issues. Yeah, the one thing and I would I would say, to explain. you know, what and I mean, you have a lot of other things to, that are going on, which kind of, you know, to go back to court and push for stuff. There's more of a reason to do it, but I want to say that a, a lot of times, you know. Like just just the scenario with him getting a better job and making more money. I've seen over the course of this channel for the last four years, I've seen multiple times where someone gets really frustrated with that and they go back to get the extra hundred or two hundred or three hundred dollars and it turns into a freaking nightmare and then it reopens the custody battle. The person tries to try to get full custody and it's just a lot of times you have to, to, to pick your battles, right? And that's why, I mean, it's important for you to talk to your attorney to say, okay, this is what happened. Is there really a reason? I mean, what are our recourses and what could we get? I mean, like, because effectively probably what you would want to try to do, if you, especially if your son gets, you know, COVID, is to turn around and say, okay, you know what? Custody needs to change. It needs to be visitation. You know, he needs to come here and see him in a, in a supervised way because he's making really poor decisions. But you know, it, it, ultimately, it's a matter of, of choosing your battles. You know what I mean? For sure. Like, I could care less about his child support money because 
you don't really need it, you know. Um, but the thing is, it's just like an excuse to take him to court type of thing and yeah. modify, you know, custody, visitation. I mean, I've actually thought about uh, withdrawing from the child support services department to have him voluntarily make the payments because I know he's not going to do it. Right. And he's going to do that thing where he stops seeing the kid again and then he's, I could terminate his rights, you know, because if he's not paying, he's not seeing the kid. You can oh, terminate yeah. the rights, and then you don't have to deal with them. Yeah. So it's just, you know, it's a big puzzle, man, <laughs> and it's uh, it's interesting. Uh, I've been doing a lot of research. You know, he's been exposing our kid to really dangerous situations uh, during the COVID, and um, you know, when I was a police officer, I, I used to like uh, respond to these calls for service for like you know child abuse. And technically, he is exposing our kids to, you know, a dangerous situation. But could be, it could be classified as child abuse, but it's, it, you know. It's really tough to in this situation. Court. Yeah, I mean, family courts bogged down because of all this. I mean, people's cases have been pushed out. And it's unprecedented times, right? I mean, it's un, it, it, it makes it really, it's, it, you know, under different circumstances, it, it could be potentially be a slam dunk like like off like if, if, if you're familiar with alex falcone from the proper person he was able to get uh the rights terminated i mean after eight years of his ex uh but primarily that was because of neglect of medical like dental and stuff and he was able to prove what was going on and it was more i guess you know known or whatever i think this covid thing is really tough because everybody's kind of in this limbo state not really knowing how to look at it. So, I mean, mm-hmm. it, it might, you, I mean, you might, I mean, especially if he gets COVID, uh, your son, then, you know, I mean, you could turn around and say, look, this happened because of his actions and specifically by not following it. But it's, 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 it, you know, how long is it going to take you to actually get into court and get things done, you know? But, well, I'm yeah. glad to hear as well that, that yeah, uh, like- you're getting him back tomorrow. That's great. I mean, I was kind of worried that you, that there was going to be more shenanigans with that. So that's, that's good. I know, believe me, there's been a whole plethora <laughs> of shenanigans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's incredible, man. Like he sent me a picture of, of my kid at a gas station wearing no mask and like a bunch of people around. And it was like, why would you send me this? this oh, is just, You're incriminating just, yourself. Well, but just to mess with you. Right. I mean, just to see, like, see, look, you know, oh, look, he's so happy, you know, and just so that you, uh, you know, I, and then and, and to him, the story would be, well, I'm just sending you a picture showing you what, well, you know, what's going on. Why are you so worried? You know, we were just out of the car. You know, I mean, it's, it's, uh, you know, I mean, it, here, here's the uh, other thing. I'm it, like, yeah. I mean, it, it wouldn't surprise me if he actually was having him wear a mask all the time. And then the answer is, oh, well, I just took a picture and I, I wanted you to see his face. Right. I mean, it's just, it's, it's the mind games, uh, just to, to, to try to mess with you. I mean, it's, it's so freaking textbook, but. So I showed my husband the photo and, uh, I was like, why would he send this? Like, what is wrong with him? <laughs> you know, cause I could use it against him. Yeah. And, and it's just, he's so obsessed with hurting me that he actually dropped his mask, yeah. you know, and he, he shows what he's doing and it's obvious. And it's like, Jesus Christ, what's the judge going to think about you when I show this, you know? And 
you know, we haven't been together in like seven years or something, and it's almost been a decade. And yeah. he still does these things. Oh, they don't and, stop. You know, watching channels like, they don't stop, man. And I honestly feel that if I got supervised visits, he would stop. Because right now, the only thing yep. that keeps him doing these stupid things is the visitation. Because as far as custodial rights go, he doesn't have that. Right. So he can't mess with me on that realm. And so, I mean, we'll see what my attorney says. I, I hope I can get those supervised visits because at this point, I mean, I'm scared about, I'm scared for my kid, you know? Yeah. Well, and then you should also be scared for yourself because potentially what's coming back into, you know, into your home tomorrow. So, but yeah, all's well. I hope you call in and let oh. us know um, how, you know, that you, that everything went well and he's back home and, uh, uh, readjusting now be be prepared for uh what i call groundhog day potentially hopefully not but with your son just trying to reacclimate back i mean typically after they've been with our kids have been with the other person uh it, it's hard for them to come back into the environment hopefully you don't have that but um just i guess be prepared for it and and uh you know give it give no, your, you're 100% right yeah, you're like totally spot on because anytime my son has ever gone with his dad, he yeah. comes back with an attitude. Mm-hmm. He's mad at me. It's like, and, and it's weird because like he'll blame me. Like, why'd you take me to my dad? Like, he left me at so and so's house. Like, it sucked. I was bored. And it's like, I have to be like, honey, that's your dad. You need to go have fun with him. You right. know? And, but then he's pissed off at me and it's my fault and I'm the bad guy. Yeah. And it doesn't help that his dad says stuff about me. Oh, yeah. But the good thing is Canada has a, a quarantine mandate, so yeah. <laughs> he has to be closed in his room. And, oh, yeah, yeah, that's um, true. All right, all's well. I have another caller, so let yeah. me uh, get to that before we run out of time. So thanks for calling. No, thank you, Dwayne. Thanks for what you do. You really make a big difference in our lives, and you bring a lot of awareness and help us out a lot. Thank you. Well, thanks for saying that. All right, make sure you you come back and let me know how how everything went when you when he gets home. Talk to you later. Yeah, for sure. I'll give you an update and see what the attorney says. Okay. Yet another example of the double binds and how things just go crazy. Just annoying. All right, I'm going to go to 813 because we only have a, a few minutes left. And uh, it says the topic is custody and visitation. Hello, you are on the air. Hey, how's it going? It's going good. Oh, I had to turn my TV on me. It's my first time calling. I always see you, um, you know, talking about like custody stuff and things like that. Um, so it's my first time calling in. <laughs> well, thanks for calling. So, what do you have? What, what's your uh, What's your topic for today? Um, my situation topic is just like custody. Kind of like all your videos, like what you explained, mm-hmm. similar to what I'm going through now. Um, I'm in a course right now trying to get custody. I had to go through mediation. Of course, they didn't want to do any type of fair 50-50. They wanted to have full custody. Right. Um, so now I have to go to court on October. I had to pay a lawyer some money to, you know, help fight this situation to get it to be reasonable. Um, so basically just trying to gather evidence and go you know, into court around October and hopefully we get 50-50. The county I'm in is Florida, you know, and, uh, I mean, cities, Tampa, and the county, you know, 
mm-hmm. Hillsborough County. So from what I'm understanding, they're pretty good with custody here. Uh, for the most part, most guys have told me most of the time they don't really have less than 50-50 unless it's like substantial or crazy right, right. situations. I've never had like any criminal record or nothing like that. But like, kind of like what the, la- the last lady was saying, like, you know, this practice and games being played, like, she doesn't, like, let the kids talk. I have to literally ask her to let the kids talk to me. I don't like to call them because when I used to call them, they used to be always, like, back-to-back arguing. And just, oh, right, yeah. Jump talking and a whole bunch. Like, I've almost had altercations before. they trying to have people fight me. Like, this is a situation that's real, real, like. Volatile. Real ratchet. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, I mean, when I was talking to my my ex last time, basically she was just trying to say, as far as, like, as a weapon to use against me. And I talked to my attorney and other dudes, and I was like, dude, that's not going to play out in the court too well. Because, like, she basically trying to say, like, me and my ex, like, uh, like somebody I was with before, like, we had some type of, like, fallout. And, oh, you and your ex, this, that, the other. And then some little kid stuff, like some videos and just little kid stuff that was going on, like of you dealing with people and all that. And my my attorney was like, bro, that's not, the judge is not even going to hear that. Like, as far as custody, custody like custody, like yeah. I have on text, we use the talking parent app and all that. Every time I try to see the kids, they'll try to pull, pull games, you know, like, oh, okay, we can do this day, then won't live up to it. You know, just yep. doing, you know, regular stupid tactics and just trying to play games and, um, I mean, everybody's just like, just keep your head up, man. Yeah. Like, you'll be all right. Most likely you should get 50-50 yep. or you should get like 40-50 almost at that point if you don't. Like, I mean, it's just it's just a battle, man. Then, you know, this corona stuff going on. Like, Makes it worse. Like, it's already hard with that. Yeah, like did, like she worked at a school, the mom, like a little, little daycare or whatever. And when they put, they took my kid from one school and put her in this new school. And, of course, they didn't put me on the list, so I couldn't even go get my own kid. I had to do what they call a wellness check. is where I had to have a police officer go over there with me and check on the child. Because, like I said, sometimes I went over there before and they tried to have, like, a whole gang up, you know, fight up, you know. So, man, well, I'm just looking for the light at the end of the tunnel. I'm just like, I can't wait for this to be over. <laughs> well, I mean, I think the, the, and the light at the end of the tunnel is, is you, you're in an area where you're being told that, you know, 50-50 is normal. Obviously, they're trying to make you fight tooth and nail for it. And, I mean, you know your ex is, and, and her cadre of friends, our flying monkeys, are trying to get you to respond so then they can say, look, see. Like I was just talking about earlier in the show about being, you know, the, the chest poke uh, sort of thing where you're being provoked to respond so that they can turn around and say, see, this is the reason why 50-50 is not appropriate. Yeah, just you got to keep your head down. What I, I don't know if you've seen me talk about it in videos before, but uh, think of this as a war. Not a, you know each of these little skirmishes that you're talking about are little battles, and you know you you gotta you gotta navigate those to the, get to the ultimate victory, which is you know get your fifty fifty right. get get a custody arrangement that is more appropriate, and focus on that. And every time these stupid little things happen, which are not, I mean. It would be nice if you could just brush them off, but there's not because they're interfering with the visitation and your relationship with your own kids, the game playing of, you know, they're, you know, not putting you on the list so you can't even see your kid. All that type of stuff is just a little nit. It's annoying, but at the end of the day, as long as you don't make any mistakes on it, it's not going to undermine your ultimate victory that you're going to get. 
Right. Let me ask you something. Now, most dads have told me when they went through the same situation I went through, once the court got involved and they got their orders and they got their custody, a lot of the game stopped. And, like, if they did continue, sometimes they got full custody or different times they got more rewarded because now it's like people in the court, like, the court can actually see the pettiness now. Like, before it was he say, she saying evidence. Right. But now it's like they can see live, like, how petty things is now. Right. So when you had your situation, like, earlier, like, before you probably may have it in the court settled out, I mean, you kind of had to go through the same stuff, and then once the custody stuff was settled, did that stuff kind of chill out and stop? In my situation, no. Uh, it was it. The games continued, and typically they will continue. The, the way that you're talking about where – the way that it could potentially change is if they're playing all this game games and they lose in court and they start to feel like, Oh crap, if I play these games, this, this hurts me, you know, this actually hurts me more than anything else. Then sometimes they'll calm down. You know, it's like you need, unfortunately with toxic people like this, you need a crushing victory for them to basically be like, Oh crap. Okay. I don't want to play that game anymore. And that happens. And see, a lot of times I was just talking uh, with a guy a few weeks ago where he was going through a similar, well, a situation that, you know, he had standing orders for a period of time. Uh, I'll try to make this quick. And the other parent, or actually it was a grandparent who had custody, just completely made up allegations against him, held the, withheld, got an emergency order so he couldn't see his kid. And ultimately, like what you were saying, like what your, your, um, your attorney and friends were saying, the judge saw through it and slammed the other party, gave him full custody uh, and, you know, supervised visitation to the other thing. So yes, as long as you can come across and not look like you're part of the problem, it'll bode well for you. That's why it's critically important that you don't get in the shenanigans, you know, the, the game playing with them, because if you do, then the judge typically will look at it and go, well, okay, both of these people are, are knuckleheads. You know, neither one of them is, you know, it has their head screwed on straight and you both look like you have a problem. But if you can, you know, continue to make sure that you look like you're the stable, person uh, which you are you know in this in this scenario and that they're a problem then it starts to make it clear it's like wow this person over here you know the dad has his crap together and this person is a mess and yeah nowadays there's been a, a lot of cases where they'll give custody to the dad it's not uncommon i mean it's not it's not you know 100 percent right off the bat but it's not like it was in the past to where it doesn't matter it doesn't matter what happens you know, you're not, you know, you're lucky if you get every other weekend. And if there's other games playing, being played, you're not going to get anything. So we are about out of time. So, hey, thank you for calling. Uh, I, I hope you keep us updated on what happens in the future. Uh, anything else you want to add before you yeah, go? definitely. I will. Thank you, man. No, I mean, that's basically it. I, I, I want to hold it up because I know other people got to get to you. But I, I appreciate it. I'll let you know in the future, definitely. Awesome. Thank you. Well, thank you for calling. All right, guys, that about wraps it up. We are at the 7 o'clock hour. Let me see if I can... uh, I appreciate you hanging out with me for the second live show. I will be turning this into a podcast later today, so if you want to re-listen to this, uh, because YouTube takes forever to do it, you can sign up for that. Search for the Break the Cycle with DHT podcast in your favorite podcast player. And uh, this will actually be available... uh, later today uh, on youtube as well hopefully they don't demonetize it like they do the other one and uh, i will be back here tomorrow 
at 6 a.m. Pacific time with the call-in numbers uh, the available. I think I may also turn on the voicemail. So if you're watching this as a replay and you want to call and leave a message that I could potentially play on the show to ask a question, if you're unable to be here to participate, I'm going to turn that on and see if that works. Uh, you can see the number scrolling across the screen. And if you don't see that, it's 1-424-373-5483. And uh, I'll see you guys tomorrow. Have a great day.